You're listening to A Little Bit Better, a podcast where we talk about how breaking goals into small steps can lead to big results. Here we'll examine the cause and effects of our thoughts, our actions, and inactions, and how they influence how we live our lives. I'm your host, Chris Swale, a life and health coach. Let's get started. Welcome back to A Little Bit Better, the podcast. I'm your host and confidence coach, Chris Swale, and today we are going to talk about managing life through chaos. I have my friend who has been such an amazing support during the past 12 months. In fact, I only met her during this pandemic life, and we've only briefly laid eyes on each other on the sidewalk in a shady exchange on the sidewalk once, but she's my podcast editor and fellow woman living with ADHD and she's somebody I've really connected to and we just thought let's have a crossover episode so you'll be able to find this episode on her podcast the ultimate creative and we're just going to have a conversation because life is a bit chaotic right now and so we're going to talk about living through this chaos and how we're doing it how we're managing and we're going to see where it goes. I really like that we had a shady exchange. You were just dropping off vision board materials to me for a vision board masterclass, which was awesome, by the way. Well, okay. it felt a little shady because it felt illegal. Why? But, well, because I saw you in real life. I know, it's so true. I'm super excited to talk to you today, Chris. Yeah, I'm excited too. This is really fun. And I love how organically it just came together. Where yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm sorry, I don't have an episode for you today. You're like, I don't have one either for myself. <laughs> Want to do one together? Yes. So you know? perfect. And you are launching a course about not chaos. And we were like, we're in chaos. So tell me yeah. about your course. Yeah, the course became a thing because I am living in my own version of chaos, I try, try, not supposed to say try when you're a coach. I am a coach and I am coaching people, but I've had to change up what that looks like because I also have three kids, nine and under at home with me and half the time school has been remote and it makes it really tricky because it's hard to give really quality one-on-one attention to a client because I don't want to be interrupted. I want to give them that attention. And and I'm seeing all these people really needing support and really feeling like there's just too much out of control right now for them. And, you know, and that leads to fighting and, and stress and making bad behavior choices and everybody's just feeling it. And so I thought, what can I do? That isn't exactly what I had planned to do initially, which is the one, one on one long version coaching. I was like, let's do a group coaching session or program so that, you know, we're all there and I will be their guide, but we're all supporting each other and you just come as you are. And there can be kids in your background screaming. There can be cats walking across your screen. It doesn't really matter because we all just know we're living in, in chaos. So we can kind of take some of that like pretense off of having to be too overly professional and we can just come as, come as we are. Right. And, and feel community and support with each other. Yeah. Community and support are just like the most important thing. I'm like, I'm constantly relying on my community for support. And sometimes I feel guilty about that. What's your life coach take on why the heck do I feel guilty about relying on my community for support when I'm often providing that support right back? Why is that? (laughs) Yeah, well, you just said it because we 
many people anyways, when you're the kind of person who has a tendency to be the supporter, you have a real problem being supported because it's not who your identity is. Your identity is the helper. So it can be really, really hard. That's something that I struggle with too. I had, I've gotten so much better, but I have a really hard time accepting help <laughs> even when I desperately need it. And it's, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a thing. And it is something that people, some people really do need to work through and realize that how good does it feel when you help other people, right? It feels amazing. So let other people feel that too and help you. Well, and especially when things are turning into chaos, right? And, and that's what we're talking about today for my listeners, for sure. Like the entrepreneurial and creative side of things, it, often just feels like chaos because we can get into this this situation where we're totally directionless and aimless and when you have all of this overwhelm and so much stimulus coming at you how can you not feel like everything is just chaos all the time granted i don't have children yet i have plants look they're very demanding they go they run out of water really fast and I kill them. But you know, that's the extent of the care that I have to give. I think you'll, you you can give yourself a bit more credit. Okay, sure. Snacks. Have, you just have snacks. to have snacks. <laughs> snacks. You know, I gotta, I gotta make sure that Justin knows that he is loved. I gotta check in with my family and friends. I gotta make sure my clients feel like they're being paid attention to in a meaningful way because it's like really important to me. And then at the same time, I also have to make sure that I'm feeding my creative spirit. You know, how do you do that when you are stuck in the throes of a lockdown for everyone listening? We are in Ontario. We're in Toronto where our premier just thinks that it's a really good idea to send the police into office buildings to fine everybody. Anyway, it's a bizarre, (laughs) bizarre situation. I won't get too political, but it's weird and it does contribute to this chaos. So it's heavy. Yeah, it is. So, so our first sort of topic of this, to- our topic of the topic, <laughs> numero uno. Numero uno. Uh, <laughs> this is our ADHD conversation coming at you hot, fast <laughs> in your face. Throw a your little bit more chaos in there. <laughs> yeah. So we want to talk about why things feel like they turn into chaos. What do you think contributes to that feeling? Yeah, that's a great question. And just before, we dive into that. I, I do want to say that I'm really happy that you brought up this, the point that, you know, I have kids, you don't. And, you know, I think that throughout this, again, like in Ontario, because we have been locked down basically nonstop. Toronto in particular has been the most locked down place of anywhere in North America. And, you know, it's, it's so trying. And, you know, there's a lot of, I've noticed anyways, socially people, there's like, like me against you kind of thing. You know what I mean? And, and my take is that I have it hard because I have these kids, but you have it hard too. Everybody has it hard. It's just different hard. And some of it's crossover, some of it's the same, but it's just freaking hard for everybody right now. And, you know, and not to diminish like your situation by comparing it to somebody else's, right? And, and that's another thing that we do. And that actually just adds more shame in a way and stress on ourselves because we can be telling ourselves, well, well, you know, I don't even have kids and I'm feeling this. Like you don't need to have kids to feel it. You know, you feel what you feel and it's completely legitimate. And because it's freaking hard for you and it's freaking hard for me and it's freaking hard for my 77 year old neighbor next door. You know? yeah. so. Well, maybe it's because it's just the fact that this 
is unprecedented time. <laughs> I'm bringing out the U-P-T. Oh, God. U-P-T. That and, and do we say the other P word, pivot? Like, oh, we got to pivot. Because that's words literally wanna... what I'm doing right now. So Yeah. 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 But I want to bash my head against the wall if I hear those terms. Again. Oh my god! Oh my god! But yeah, well, I think I think I just wanted to, you know, validate what you're saying because we're experiencing something that is different from our norm and what yeah. we like to do, what we yeah. prefer to do as human beings, as individuals. That's why it feels so messed up, and and everybody is equally in this chaos land together yep. in Toronto. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. In Ontario, um, generally, yeah. Oh, seriously. And and if you're feeling it wherever you are, right? If you feel it, you feel it. And and that's just it, like not to diminish your feelings. And and going back to the, your question before I had to do my tangent, the big factor is that lack of control. And one of the core human fears is the loss of autonomy. And that can have significant impacts on our mental health because it just feels very, very restrictive. And when you feel that way, you start to feel very helpless and that victim mentality, right? It's a hopelessness even too. And it's hard to find the good because it just feels like you can't do anything and everything is out of your control, right? And and that's really, really a tough way to live. And so I think that's really what we've been living under for such a sustained period of time that, you know, tensions are going to run high. You're going to start slipping into bad, healthy, like unhealthy sorry, patterns and behaviors. And, and then that can lead to self-shaming and people fighting and bickering. And, and really, I think it just comes back to this really heavy, intense feeling of not having any control really on your life. I mean, like, you know, they were contemplating a curfew here and everybody, my phone was lit up because everybody, they're like, I'm going to explode. I'm going to go mental. And and I get it. I felt this, I feel the same way. <laughs> How about you? Well, it's wild. Yeah, it's just absolutely wild to think about it. Like, I, I don't understand the curfew because if we're already locked down, why does that make a difference? There's nowhere to go. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I think you bring up a really good point about this, this sense of the loss of control or the autonomy, like losing your autonomy. And I think that even without the situation that we're in, especially entrepreneurs and creative people find that quite often we don't have control over things like you can try your darndest to control what your clients are doing or saying or if leads come in and they just ghost you or something like that or conversely on the creative side you only have so much control over how much you can focus on your creative projects or how much time you have to give to them. Like a really, really difficult part of being creative right now that I'm finding is that because I can't get out of my apartment and we really only have like, I don't know, 10 square feet of sidewalk to walk around on outside, there's a total lack of perspective. I was talking to Justin about this a couple of days ago and it's, you know, we can go for a walk, but like it's not changing what we're internalizing and our lived experiences that we can then translate into our creative projects. And then also on the entrepreneur side, like share that with our clients and, and find some other means of relatability because the only thing that we really have for relatability right now is just literally this exact same situation. And everybody is sick 
to Death of It. However, I will say I did spend all weekend working on a new song for my comedy troupe, and it's about a woman who's afraid of ghosts, but she buys a haunted doll and a Ouija board. It does not end it, and well, I'm very excited about it. <laughs> okay, I'm. I can't wait to listen to it. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. So good. So so there, you're yeah. finding creativity. But that's that's a really great insight. It's I don't think I've really even thought about that, but you're right as you're saying that. This this creativity because even when you do get to leave the constraints of your living abode, you're right. You kind of can walk around a block in your mm-hmm. neighborhood, right? But that's it's it's almost false freedom, right? You, it is. You, you can't yeah. really go anywhere, and you see the same twenty trees and the yeah. same squirrels, and you know, and yeah, yeah, and and it, and it is like a lot of monotony, right? And and that really doesn't fuel the creative juices. And as an entrepreneur, a hundred percent, because we really entrepreneurs really are creative problem solvers and creators. And so when you don't have those juices and your your ability to be free so you can let that free energy flow through you, that that's another way and another form of feeling restricted. Yeah. Well, like your brain, I don't know about you, but like it's like my brain can't get over whatever mental block there is. I can create amazing worlds in my head. So can Justin. He's talking really loud. I guess he's recording down the hall too. But like I can create amazing worlds in my head through script writing or through music or through sketch or through improv. But I'm literally physically trapped here with my body. And that is just too apparent like when you wake up in the morning. So Okay, aside from the doom and gloom of what we're experiencing, <laughs> because I think, you know, we've talked about how this is crummy and this is what's leading into us feeling like it's just mega chaos. Like, mm-hmm. how are we supposed to manage all of these things? What do we do when we notice chaos? Yeah, this is a, that's a great segue. We definitely need positivity. So that in itself is one way to combat the feeling of overwhelm and those blocks you get when you are living in what feels like a lot of chaos. And I'd say the number one thing that it's an an aha that I had was that I allow myself to say, I'm not okay today. You know, it's all about not pretending that I'm okay. And some days are messy and I just stop resisting those. And I just, it doesn't mean I'm giving up and I'm, but I'm just, I can stop fighting them and I can stop trying to be as productive as I thought I was going to be before all of a sudden, all of a sudden without warning, my kids are home, you know? And so it's really giving yourself that permission to just feel what you feel, whether it's good, whether it's neutral, whether it's bad and allow it. Right. And, and don't fight it. And, and it's so funny because it does, that may not come off initially as something that sounds super positive, but if you try it the next time you're just fighting yourself, you know, you're like, no, I need to do this and I need to do that. And, and this, you know, if you just sit back, take a breath and go, I did not feel good today. It doesn't mean you have to stay that way, but just allow yourself to recognize that. And it has this amazing, almost instant effect of allowing yourself to reset because you just, you stop the fight. Stopping the fight inside. 
Imagine yeah. that. Imagine a world where that's possible. I would like to get there one day. So it makes me think too about something I learned in your course about managing your time better to reduce the stress. So and, and build in that time to let days like that happen, the kind of day that you were just describing. And so I guess basically what you do is you walk us through, look at all the things on your your quote unquote to do list, uh, like write it all out, do a brain dump, and then schedule all the things that you're able to schedule like directly into your calendar. And this is really difficult, as you probably know, for someone with ADHD, because we also suffer from time blindness, <laughs> which is so bizarre. But uh, <laughs> if you don't have ADHD, basically what it is, is if you can recall the beginning of the pandemic, when you didn't know what time was, that's basically what we live all day, every day. <laughs> no idea what time is or like I wouldn't know unless I got hungry or I had to go pee basically yeah. and I have my computer announce the time to me every hour on the hour so that I'm like oh okay time to go do something else now but so anyway so this That's this strategy tip. yeah it's really handy but the strategy that you lay out in your course is just so brilliant because it's like like you can make a million to-do lists and I feel like that could contribute to a sense of chaos like it oh does. my god there's just there's so much to do how am I ever going to get it yeah. done but if you time block it into your calendar and you're like I know it's going to take me an hour to do this or that or if you manage to underestimate like moi perhaps maybe the next time you'll know okay I got to budget two hours for that so then eventually you can get to a place where you feel like ah, I have time to do that reset in the middle of the day and sit down at the table to eat lunch instead of sitting at my computer, jumping on yet another call and shoving chocolate in my face. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you really hit the nail on the head because it's the brain dump is really important because that gets the the tornado, the swirling thoughts, the emotions, the to-dos, the all the chaos out of your head and in one place on a piece of paper where you can see it and they're not moving anymore, right? And so when you, you've contained the chaos just by doing that brain dump of just any thought, any to do, you just vomit it all out. Just, you know, you write it out point form <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, and that in itself feels really good. And then, like you said, you, Right away, you go and you schedule the things that you really do need to do or want to do into your calendar with the appropriate amount of time. And I'm not even sure if I mentioned this in my course, but but one interesting thing that has been observed many times is that when you give yourself an amount of time, yes, depending on what it is. I mean, if you're editing a podcast episode in your instance and it needs a lot of edits, then yes, that's a bit out of your control and it might end up taking you two hours instead of the one you'd planned for. But generally, if you give your, you have a task and you give yourself an amount of time to do it in, you almost always can do it in that amount of time that you give yourself. It's like our brain just realizes that there's an end time. So we Mm. figure Mm -hmm. out how to do it. I mean, again, not always, but it's really interesting how often that can happen. And that is what the key, that's the key part about not just scheduling it into your calendar, but in the in a time block that you think you'll need for that specific task. Yeah, and it's like creating boundaries often leads to enhanced creativity. Now, I know we spent like the first half of this episode talking about how we hate boundaries right now, (laughs) but 
but when we're talking about like yeah like productivity and creativity and all of that sort of stuff creating boundaries for yourself is a really awesome way to manage your stress or well for i find for me anyway like you are the expert on this chris obviously i'm not i'm just like the expert on my own brain but creating boundaries for your productivity and your creativity makes it so much easier to come up with different solutions especially for creativity like if you have a specific set of rules for like okay a ghost can pass through a wall but a ghost can't create a bottle of sherry on the table then that gives you some parameters in which your characters can play. If you are writing a script, that might be a script I'm writing, possibly. I don't know. I have a lot of things about ghosts lately, but um, but cre- <laughs> creating some boundaries and some quote-unquote rules for yourself can actually give you so much more freedom, which is typically why I like to batch record and edit my podcast. And I encourage people to do that, as we all know. And clearly, Chris and I are not on that bandwagon, despite ourselves. But you know what? We have time blindness. Okay, whatever. So- <laughs> <laughs> we also- didn't know it was Monday night. <laughs> also, point number two, which we'll get to later, is about letting go. So we'll talk about that in uh- a little bit. <laughs> Okay. Well, we can move into that right now. Tell me. <laughs> well, except I do want to say that you, again, have really, really excellent insight into this because when we create rules or boundaries for ourselves, basically we're just setting some structure for ourselves, right? And structure, what does that do? It calms chaos. So as much as we might be like, oh, that's rules, that's rules. When we set them ourselves and they feel good, then we don't have anything to resist against, right? It's when we don't agree with the rules or they feel really restrictive, then that's when you get that resistance and that those feelings of restriction and overwhelm. But when you create structure for yourself, then you are allowing yourself to do the things you want to do and produce the things you want to produce, right? And it's like, again, you may have all these ideas and you won't be able to, to execute them if you don't create a little bit of structure around when and how you can do that, right? So it's, it's again, it's like, it's just like framing it. It's the way you look at boundaries and when they're self-setting and loving rather than restrictive, such as, I guess the easiest example is, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds. So, you know, I'm not allowed to eat this or that, you know, and, and that's not necessarily, those aren't necessarily set from a place of love. So, so there are negative restrictions, but when you're like, oh my gosh, I want to write this amazing script about this ghost who (laughs) really wants a glass of sherry, but can't lift up the bottle. And you know, it's so sad and, um, you know, but you can't write that if you don't set some, some structure around when to do that. Right. That's true. And that's why every morning for the last, I don't know, I feel like 40 days now, I've had this routine where I wake up at generally 6.30 in the morning. And have a glass of sherry? I have a glass of sherry, and then I write about my ghost, and that's how I start my day. Like (laughs) Frasier. But it's it's so helpful. And the other thing about having that structure and and setting your goals, and and of course setting them from a place of love, but like having goals to work towards. Because like you can say, or specific goals, you could say, I want to write a script, but if you don't set any specific parameters on how you're going to get it done, then you're never going to get it done. Yeah. You know, and you're just going to sit there wishing that you had written this Fraser Sherry ghost script. Yeah. Well, it's true. Like vagueness can be your worst enemy as well, because Mm -hmm. in, in, we talked about that in the vision board workshop as well that you were a part of that, you know, it's, 
you can say, oh, I want to make money. Okay, what does that mean, right? Like, you, you're not really going to take the actions towards the type of money that you want to make because you're, that's just too vague. But if you say, I want to make $1 million by December 31st, 2021, right? Mm-hmm. Now you've, you've set something very specific that you can work towards and you're wiring your brain to be like, no, that's what I want. So that's what I'm going to work towards. And you automatically take behaviors in your life to move you towards that goal. Heck yeah. You know what? <laughs> Writing three film scripts is on my vision board and I look at it when I when I exercise so that I'm like super hyper focused nice. on it. Like yeah. on my on my little stationary bike. But yeah, like I get to look at it every day and I'm like every time I look at each section of that vision board, I'm like, Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit closer than I was yesterday. And See? That's super cool. That's amazing. Super cool. Okay, so to summarize so far, vision boards and scheduling and (laughs) acknowledging time blindness. (laughs) And being, saying that it's okay to not be okay. Yes, that too. Yeah. What would I do without you? (laughs) So let's go into the next one that I hinted at. And it's about letting go. And in this one, again, is crossover with the not okay one. It's, and not pretending, it's just, you're not giving up, but you, again, you stop fighting, you stop pushing through because you really needed to or wanted to do this. So your productivity may look different and perfection, you kind of have to drop that too, which you probably should do anyways because perfection is can be your worst enemy. But being okay with things looking different or the timing may have to be a bit different. It, it, it totally depends, obviously, on what you're doing in your situation. But I, I'll give you just a real life example, which... We, we might want to edit out because it's not the best, but I'm an honest person. So I will just, I will use myself as an example. So I try to batch my podcast, but it doesn't always work because of the good chunk of time I need, considering that I have these three young kids at home. And so I have plans and I know when I need to get my episode to you, Emily. And then life gets in the way with my kids and they're home when, you know, they were at school one day and then then all of a sudden school is closed. And so the time that I was going to record my podcast is now gone. And so I've just decided that I'll let, I'll let that go. Instead of getting really mad about it, it's not my kids' fault. They're in this as well. It's, it's just, it's just part of the circumstances of life right now. And I can just let go of it. And so if my podcast comes out on a Wednesday instead of a Tuesday, obviously consistency is best, but getting something out is better than not doing it at all, right? Exactly. It's like they say on my Peloton app, they're like, do the reps, don't drop the weights. If you have to drop the weights, just keep doing the reps. I'm not saying that eloquently at all, but it's the same sentiment. You just have to keep going because you're working towards a specific purpose and a specific goal. Like really awesome pythons. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If only I could see you, then you could show, you could flex for me. I could. Oh my God. My guns are so big, but I've busted my elbow because I spend so much of my time editing podcasts. And yeah, that's a that's a thing. That's another element of elbow what health I'm, hazard. Yeah, it is though, right? Because it's like literally all day, every day, editing editing podcasts. So I have an editor now, Gabe, who is a super awesome guy. He is an audio engineer by trade and happens to be the better half of one Julia Jones, who is in my comedy troupe, Big Chick Energy. So Gabe has been working with me for the last couple of months. And it's so amazing because this elbow injury got worse and worse and worse. And it is 
basically debilitating. Like I can't lift things and it's my right hand, which is my dominant hand. And that does lead to a sense of like, well, what the hell am I going to do now? Thank goodness I figured that out. And I reached out to a coach, Sheila Cummins, a business coach to help me organize my processes because like, you know, like I, I have a vision for where I want to take my business and I've totally tangented here, but I have a vision for where I want to take my business and I'm not necessarily in it all day, every day doing the editing. That's like, that's like wild. If you think about it, like if my goals are to have a $1 million a year business or more, there's no way I can do that if I'm the only one editing with a broken elbow, you know, (laughs) there's no way to do that. And so I think sometimes too, when you're managing chaos, like it's so important to recognize the places where you can ask for help Yes. Right. Yeah. And specifically for me, it has been in business coaching and then also in hiring team members who are really amazing at what they do so that I don't have to like worry about it. And that takes away a lot of chaos. It frees up so much extra time for me to theoretically record all of my podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't quite make it there yet. You know, I'm getting there. Okay. Life I'm is imperfect, there. my friend. It's imperfect, but it's okay. Like you said, it's all okay. And you're right. Letting go, it makes life a lot easier. So, okay. Let's talk about the specific things we're doing to manage our own chaos. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go? Okay. Let's go. I'll fight you. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to fight you. You're my friend. <laughs> okay, I won't fight you. Okay, what am I doing to manage my chaos? It's really, I think it just comes down to basically a recap of everything that I've shared. So blocking things off in my calendar, for sure waking up at 6.30 and not dragging my feet out of bed and just like forcing myself to get up. Much easier when the sun's up earlier as well. Getting to those super important tasks of the day first thing in the morning. So first mm-hmm. is coffee. So the most important task of the day is the coffee. And then it is working on, I do some journaling and then I work on my script because again, these are big goals that I have. And then it's exercise because being mentally fit is hecka important to me. What Mm -hmm. the hell is the word hecka? It's ridiculous. (laughs) Mentally fit is hecka important to me. (laughs) And that is the title of this episode. (laughs) But getting those things, getting to those things first makes managing the rest of my day so much easier. And it's not like, oh man, again, I didn't do those things because I made the space for it early on. And then of course, reaching out for support when I think to do that and accepting it when it is offered to me, also really important. And purposely seeking out people to help me grow my business and expand and my creativity. Those are the things I do. What about you? I love it. You know what I really saw there is the pattern of setting a structure for yourself and routine. And and like you you have uh, consistent behaviors that are healthy and they're healthy for mind and body and business, right? And creativity. So I think that that, that's amazing. I think you're doing a fantastic job. Thank Um, you. So are you. (laughs) We're great. We're great. See, and that's the other thing, you know, you've got to celebrate your wins too. And you have to, you have to give yourself credit for what you're doing. Right. And even if it looks messy and if it feels hard, when you look back, you can be like, wow, you know what? You know, the last year was kind of hell, but, or hecka, but hecka weird, man. (laughs) It was hecka weird, but you know, you can be like, I started, let me talk about you. You 
broke from a partnership business, started your own business, and you've morphed that, you've hired people, you're writing your scripts, you've got your comedy troupe, you've done so much in the past year, despite how chaotic it has felt and how restrictive, right? And yeah, and I can say something similar. And I wanted to say one little thing I love when you mentioned about the sun. So this trick I've been doing for about two months, maybe even three, is the first thing I do when I get out of bed is I go to the window, even when it's gray, but it's amazing when it's a sunny sky. So you just go to the window when you get up and feel the sun. I just put the sun directly on me as best I can anyways. And it sort of like gets your body aligned with the, oh my gosh, do you know the term I'm talking about? No, but I've heard you talk about this concept before and I try it every once in a while. Yeah. Like chugging a glass of water in front of a window when you wake up. Yeah, well, I guess I kind of do that, actually. Yeah, because I always, actually, I do have my water first, then coffee, but I, so I, like, I bring my water to my bed, so I actually have it before I even get fully out of bed to make sure I have my first water. Then I go to my window, get my sun. Okay, so now listen to this. (laughs) The newest thing I've been doing, and I've been doing doing it since March, is I got into meditation. (laughs) And I can't even say it with a straight face, because... Really? Yeah, because you know me off air, and I'm a little bit crazier off air than I am in my podcast. And you're really, wild. Yeah, you're I'm totally flipping. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> but you're I have like a, a runaway trend. I'm joking. hundred percent, right? And so, and everybody who knows me, when I I can't say I can't say I meditate without laughing because my own personality is not the personality that you would put to be. A meditator. Is that the word? A meditator. One who meditates. But I read the book by, oh, what's his name? Is it Dan Harris? It's, it's called Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics. And he's hilarious. And he teams up with this guy, Jeff from Canada. And Dan is from the US. And, and they go, they rent a bus and they go on a tour and teach people how to meditate. And it's so good because they have an app too. And there's all these different meditations, guided meditations that you can use. And my favorite one is three minutes. And Dan does it, I think. And he comes on, he's like, I'm going to prove to you that you don't suck at meditation. Sorry, I should just preface this with meditation isn't about, you know, just being Zen and emptying your mind. It's actually about being aware. And this is what I've learned through this meditation thing. And this meditation, my favorite one on this app is proving you don't suck at meditation. And so he comes on and it's guided and he goes, okay, you know, get into a comfortable position, close your eyes, all that stuff. And then he'll say, notice, is your mind wandering? Oh, chalk that up as a win because you noticed your mind wandering. (laughs) And then he goes, okay, so bring your mind back. He goes, oh, did you get distracted again? He goes, chalk that up as another win. (laughs) You know, and and so I, I love meditation because I've found guided meditation that I laugh through mm-hmm. and I was very skeptical about it. But I do think that I'm, now that I've done it for about six or seven weeks, I actually do feel like I am seeing the benefits of being a bit more calm in, in situations that come at you really quickly, especially in regards with my kids when they're having moments. I, I feel like I'm able to hold it together at a, lower calmer level so that's one of the things i've been doing and like i said i do a three minute meditation sometimes i go longer yeah but my brain's not really built for that so i I like the five minutes three five or seven minutes and i'm good Mm -hmm. to go and i'm finding it really calming and peaceful i love it i i was getting into it a lot last year at the start of the pando and then kind of fell out of it but 
part of meditation and like being mindful for me is also going out for runs because you can really get into that kind of trance like state where you're just like because you're doing just like regular muscle memory stuff and getting exercise and especially if you go for really long runs like three hour runs on a Sunday you really get to reflect on a lot of things even if you're listening to a podcast or an audiobook or something you just have that time to think and reflect and be meditative so agreed agreed to meditation and mindfulness for sure yeah and it's a new thing that I'm going to be offering as well because now that I have this new <gasps> take on it yeah because and I, I am Whoa. truly finding it effective so it's actually part of yeah. my, it's going to be part of my group coaching program so anybody who's in that program has just got a little sneak peek of what's to come oh my gosh well okay so let's wrap up this episode that we have been recording for 46 minutes and 36 seconds <laughs> just and our by, 20 minute episode <laughs> yeah we set out to do a 20 minute episode turn into double that but yeah tell everybody about what to expect in your course and and all that stuff because i think it will be very beneficial for anyone who hasn't worked with you yet to check it out so you're going to go from feeling overwhelmed and maybe like things are too out of your control to feeling empowered to feeling confident to feeling like you've got this in fact the name of the program is from wtf to i got this so it's a six-week course and every week there's a new topic there's videos there's going to be audio clips some might be meditations and visualizations and there's exercises so there's a little workbook it's not intensive because i the goal is not to add stress to you it's to give you tools to get through stressful times and so there's no deadlines there's no due dates but there's also a weekly call which is recorded and that's a group coaching session where we'll talk about the topic and any we'll go a little bit deeper or coach people or take questions and then everyone gets a one-to-one with me as well and there's a facebook group so we have our own little private community so that we can support each other and if you are listening right now this week it's not too late to join you can join all of this week because we've just launched this week but our first call is on wednesday and you can join anytime and all of the material will be accessible for you. If you want to connect with me and see my programs, find me on Instagram. I'm at this is a little bit better and there's a link in my bio that will take you to my website, my podcast, which is also called a little bit better and to the platform where I host my courses where currently is you can sign up for my group coaching program if you're listening this week or the other program that Emily referred to earlier called Take Back Your Time and that's an online course that you can do in your own time whenever you'd like. And it's a great course. So great. And you know what? I can attest to this because like I said, like I did your your course on Take Back Your Time. I did that and that's that's what I experienced too. Like the materials that you put together and the coursework and you know, if you do the work and you make it a commitment to doing it, it is super transformative. So for my listeners and for your listeners, guess what? Guess what? You just found your next favorite course that you're about to do and your and your new life coach named Chris Swale and you're gonna just be like fully taken care of for the rest of your life. So Yeah. <laughs> you're amazing. So Emily, tell tell my listeners, tell tell us all about you and where we can find you, what you're up to these days. I know you're you've been in transition a little bit, so uh Heck yours. yeah. Oh, oh, thank you. How kind. How kind of you. Okay, so The Ultimate Creative is a podcasting agency, and we are also incorporating now video plus podcasting. So it's like a combo package, which is very exciting. Just cool. started working on that with a new client. And you can also join Podcast Rocket. It is open 
24-7. So Podcast Rocket is my five-week online course. It's going to take you from podcast idea to launched in as little as five weeks. Again, you got to do the work and you got to stick to it, but it is definitely possible. And so if you've been thinking about how you want to share your message with the world, different ways that you can share your creativity with the world, or, you know, just things that you're really passionate about, you want to talk about, maybe you want to drive people into your business, you should definitely check out Podcast Rocket. That's over at theultimatecreative.com slash podcast dash rocket. But as I said, sort of at the beginning of this episode, in the transition you alluded to, it's moving into a more holistic approach of the ultimate creative. We are aiming to blend creativity and entrepreneurship together to create a super impactful group of positive human beings that want to change the world for good. I'm just, I'm so excited about this new this new pivot and these unprecedented times. <laughs> no! <laughs> and on that note, if you like comedy, check out Big Chick Energy Sketch. We have a new podcast called The Hatch. It's just me and the chicks and there's five of us. It's not like actual chicks. It's like like women chicks <laughs> and, and we do improv we hang out we do improv it's a fun positive time we have lots of sketches to check out over on youtube as well and you can find it all at big chick energy sketch on all of the platforms i also just want to say that i wish i had met emily when she first launched podcast rocket but i met her just afterwards or else i definitely would have taken it emily has helped me so much with my podcast she every time i don't know how to do something she sends me a little clip from her course and it's brilliant so take the course if you want to start a a podcast take her course if you feel like you're living through chaos right now you're not alone it's okay to not be okay sometimes, but always make sure, try to take care of yourself. When you take care of you first, you can take care of the rest. You got this. Thanks for listening to A Little Bit Better. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find this podcast. Subscribe to A Little Bit Better so you never miss an episode. Share it with friends and family. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at This Is A Little Bit Better or find me online at a littlebitbetter.ca. I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like information about coaching with me, please reach out. I am Chris Swale. I'm excited to connect again soon. So until next time, have fun being a little bit better.